Well, Dick Bennett's in Wastaria Racing have scored a century. Dick, you must be delighted. 100 wins at the Knock Hill, great result for Colin. It might have even been 100 wins in that second race. Yes, yeah, it was close to 101, but um, a tiny rear mistake from Colin. Um, but, you know, still very happy to finish second. It could have been, you know, a non-finish. So, no, to get our 100th win and for Colin to get it was quite fitting. And also, I mean, in many ways, I mean, he seems to have made a bit of a breakthrough. I mean, he's had a, a sort of an uncomfortable start to the season in some respects. Yeah, I mean, I've never known him to be down in ninth in the championship. Um, but now he's up to third, but it's still quite a gap up to us. So, um, you know, we're going to have to work hard to try and pull that back. Plus, um, there's several of the front-wheel drive guys going very well. Tom, Ingram, um, Gordon, Shedden's on his way up. So, yeah, it's, um, and this weekend, Thruxton is normally favoured front-wheel drive. So we'll have to just, um, yeah, crack on and keep our heads down and um, hopefully the um, driving standards are better. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that is one, one area of the of the whole conversation which you could go on forever about, couldn't you, basically? Yeah, you could do. It's just, um, you know, it had got much better than, you know, several years ago, but it's just started to creep back in again. And, um, yeah, it just needs looking at and some more harsher penalties, we think. It's down to the officials now, and um, I think there's quite a few teams have um, aired their views and um, even down to, you know, some of the commentators as well so we'll just see what happens I'm going to say Jeff Allen has done a pretty good job in getting these guys to behave himself before he retired yes yeah yeah no it did get a lot better but now this year it's just you know I think it's and not only the BTCC the support rounds the Ginettas the Minis um you know, and they're expensive to repair all of these cars, whether it's a Jeanette, a Junior, a Mini Cooper, or a BMW, or, you know, whatever. Is it all down to racecraft at the end of the day? No, no. Um, Colin's been taken out, and, you know, he's pretty streetwise. Um, mm. Tom's been taken out um, a few times, and he's normally pretty careful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you try and avoid, you know, especially now starting the second half of the year, um, you try and keep out of mischief, but sometimes you're, you're an innocent party. Absolutely. Thinking about uh, the win, obviously, the very first win, which goes to Will Hoy back in 1998. Um, obviously a great result for him, and uh, it sort of reminded me also about uh, moments for Mondeo at uh, Donington Park, a great weekend, magnificent crowd there to watch uh, not only Derek Warwick and, and Will and various other guys, Paul Radich and guys like that, racing, but also the old Nigel Mansell, who performed not so well in the first race, but in the second race, he really showed his form, didn't he? He was incredible. Um, I have never was a Nigel Mansell fan until we ran him, and now I'm quite a fan of his. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw him getting changed in the transporter once, and the massive scars down his back I asked why is he still racing he said it was pretty safe in touring cars because you're you're well um, you know inside a capsule inside all the roll cage and that so but no he did a fantastic job that day in race two came from last up to lead the race and got overexcited and I think he finished up fourth or fifth but no fantastic for the crowds fantastic for TV and I think it's still one of the most talked about races absolutely I mean it was very much part of the sort of what I call the the, the whole personality of British Touring Car Championship in those days I mean with some of the guys like Will obviously racing Paul um, likewise uh, you know getting 
seeing Nigel and Derek Warwick out there on the track as well. Yeah, Nigel, but, I mean, John Clellan, you know, um, it was always, you know, John always loved him. He was very um, aggressive on track, but also a great laugh off track. And um, those days seem to have gone. But, you know, the the budgets were pretty big then, and now they're much tighter. One has to be much more careful with, you know, accident damage. But, you know, that, that particular year, 98, um, Nigel did three rounds and the crowds were massive. So maybe we need to talk to Alan and see if we can get Nigel back in for a couple of rounds Fantastic. in a rear-wheel drive car. Absolutely. But your opinion of the guy improved greatly, although I know that we know he's a very talented driver and was a very talented driver. Oh, yes, yeah. And, yeah. and could have won more he could have won more titles, couldn't he, as well? I think so, yes. I think he was obviously on a very tight budget in his early days. Um, like a lot of drivers, um, you know, the, when they kick off some of these lads, the determination. Um, you know, another example was our F3 champion, Mika Huckinen. And when, when we did the British Grand Prix support race... Um, I said, where's your parents? And he said, he was embarrassed. He said, they're in a tent camping over the back there. So, you know, that was, you know, his Formula 3 days before he came double world champion. So Absolutely. I would guess his parents don't don't camp in a tent anymore. So, <laughs> thinking, thinking Formula 1, of course, as well, I, I have to think about Donington Park again. And if you like, a young driver who came through the ranks with you in Formula 3, and of course, we all know uh, a Brazilian by the name of Ayrton Senna, I mean, it must have been a real privilege for you to have him under your wing, but at the same time, you obviously brought out the very best in him, which he proved without any doubt at all at that very wet weekend at Donington Park with a European Grand Prix. That's right, yes. He's very talented in the wet. Um, he had an unbelievable natural feel for a car and the engine. Um, his feedback was so accurate um, and that followed through to his friend Maurizio Guzman. Maurizio was incredibly detailed with his feedback and we've got similar now with our current man Colin Turkington. Colin you know, can feel a car to the tiniest little change you make um, which is you know, quite unbelievable for a touring car. Um, I think bearing, bearing in mind the fact that Colin obviously has been, been there, done that pretty much all his career but I mean basically you know, British Touring Car Championship now is where he's, he's been making Making his mark, four titles under his belt. I mean, I'm sure he would love to get that fifth title and just stand one step ahead of Andrew Rouse, who who sort of had that four title uh, run for well, right up until till Colin broke it basically and joined him in four titles. Yes, yeah. I mean, we could have or should have won a fifth last year, but to be fair and honest, we let Colin down with the setup of the car at Brands. We just couldn't get it dialed into those conditions. Um, but now we've made some improvements in the wet so hopefully that won't apply this year um, if we get up to the tail end of the championship when you know it's going to be a tough battle I reckon there'll be four or five guys still going into the final round that are you know, capable of winning the championship. Absolutely. I mean, your relationship with BMW has been very strong and very successful as well, and uh, they must be delighted with the with the results you're producing. But uh, the relationship between you and BMW, I, I guess, has been strong for a number of years now. Yes, yeah. We started off as a we bought customer car kits uh, in two thousand end of two thousand and six. Um, when Team RAC, when RAC Vehicle Rescue was sponsoring us. And um, their view was you couldn't buy an MG ZS, so why are you racing them? So um, they helped us. We bought two kits 
and we assembled them all ourselves so we could learn and BMW Munich were very helpful uh, so we ran them right through till 2012 we turbocharged them for 2012 to learn about NGTC and then we designed and built the little 125IM Sport which was very successful um, and then we got more support from BMW starting 2016 um, and that's been very uh, appreciative from us and the drivers um, to get some support from them um, and of course you know I'm currently driving a lovely M3 competition um, so it makes you feel 10 years younger driving it so <laughs> it's um, fantastic road car but you know the 330i that we race is a fantastic road car as well and um, you know it, it's a good a fantastic brand to have in the BTCC as well what's your registration number just for the public's uh, information um, well it's a very good point um YB21FLW. You've been warned, ladies and gentlemen. Look out for that BMW. <laughs> Dick Bennett's uh, going to become going to be coming in on the inside and cutting you off at the corners. No, mate. no, no, no. Um, I drive it very quietly on the road. It gets from naught to seventy very quickly. Naught to thirty very quickly depends what you know what speed limit I'm in. But no, it's just the ride quality of it. Um, the engine response compared to the older one I had uh, four years ago. But again, the race car, the 330i, driving that as a road car as well, 2019, we all were given one. And just the development of modern day road cars is incredible. The ride quality, the quietness, the aero shape of the 3 Series compared to the 1 Series is great. So, no, it's... Um, yeah, we're very, very thankful for their support, and it's been a good relationship. Jamie, our PR man, told me of our 100 wins, 75 have been with BMW cars from the beginning in 07 right through to all the various models we've raced. That's fantastic. Of course, also, I mean, uh, two customer cars for Adam Morgan and Sicily Motorsport. Yes, yeah, we're a bit nervous doing that, but um, Why? cars are so expensive to, to sell them secondhand. We'd actually lose money if we had to build new ones for ourselves, but they were very um, happy and pleased when we offered them two brand new ones. So I gather they're very, very happy with them. Adam's doing well. Tom's, I think, still finding his feet with rear-wheel drive. So no, it's good to have two customer cars out there because there's none of the one series racing now. So to have five BMWs on the grid, all 330Is. So yeah, it just puts a bit more pressure on us. We have to deliver more. We have to deliver, yeah. Well, you have some expertise uh, behind you, don't you? How long has West Surrey Racing been operating now? Uh, this is year 40, 40 years. Um, Fantastic. Well, yeah. happy years. Happy, happy birthday. Yes, yeah. Now, our 40th anniversary this year from when we started in 81. First year, and we won the championship with Jonathan Palmer with the F3 car. And that was run under the umbrella of West Surrey Engineering because Mike Cox, the owner of the engineering company, he bought the car for Jonathan. And um, we had some sponsors. Jonathan had some. But then 82, when we became WSR, that was then becoming a commercial business to have you know, paying drivers and sponsors come to us. My two-year working holiday has now turned out to be 49 years in the UK. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> You're not going to go back home again then, are you? <laughs> I'll go home for a holiday. I love it going there in the summer for a holiday, but while there's COVID still going around the world, no, uh, we're not in a rush to go anywhere. Um, I flew to Edinburgh for Knockgill, but you know, 55 minutes 
and a flight with a face mask on isn't a problem, but to fly 24 hours with a face mask on, I'd, I'd struggle. Yeah. Well, are you a bit of a superstar down in New Zealand? No, no, no. Just, you know, people know me in motorsport, and I actually did get um, inducted into the Wall of Fame there two wow. years ago, and that was a fantastic achievement to be in there with, you know, some top names. You know, so that was yeah, it was a great honour. They arranged a lunch for us while I was out there on holiday at um, Pukekohe and got presented with the the um, award. Yeah, so that one sits alongside the lifetime achievement award we got. I got um, honoured with at the Autosport dinners a couple of years ago. So fantastic. They sit side by side in the study at home. Absolutely. Now we're going back to Thruxton. Obviously, we got uh, Colin there. We haven't mentioned, but we will mention Tom Oliphant and, of course, Stephen Jelly as the three drivers in the team. But uh, both Stephen and Tom have had some success in the 330Is. Yes, yep. Um, Tom had a great um, weekend at Brands this year, two podiums. And Stephen, for his first time in his touring car career, has had a podium at two consecutive meetings. The last time he was with us in 08, 09, he, he won two of the races at Rockingham. So we don't know what he'd had for breakfast that day. But he won race one and won race two with full weight on. So um, he's really enjoying the 330i now compared to the 125i. He said uh, a much nicer race car to race with. Absolutely. So he's still building up and learning. Um, Tom's had a dreadful time with, you know, we've had 100% reliability apart from one minor problem with Stevens at race one um, of the season. And otherwise, we've had no mechanical failures at all. But we've had a, been involved in incidents which 90% of the time are not our issue. So that's where Tom's lost out big time. I mean, Thruxton's always been renowned for being the fastest circuit uh, on the on the touring car calendar the, at the moment, and uh, obviously Goodyear are making a, a hard compound tyre to cope, cope with the the the, the sort of surface um, wear and tear on the tyres itself. But what's the what is the answer to getting the best out of a, a, a three three thirty i at, uh, at Thruxton? Bearing in mind there's going to be a bit of ballast on board. Yes, yeah. Cole's got fifty seven kilos on. Uh, Stephen's got twenty one, and Tom's going there with zero. So um, it's tricky because there's three sectors there and it's uh, we know we're pretty quick in two of the three sectors. It's just one sector, which normally tends to favour front-wheel drive, just the nature of the layout of that particular sector. And the hard tyre also is, is such a durable tyre now. There's very little degradation. So we actually, we've asked already, but we'd like to race with the middle control tyre, the medium, mm. um, because the the tyres have been developed so well now by Goodyear that they're, they're very durable. So I think they'd be safe enough to go from the hard tyre down to the medium tyre. But what about the sort of, you talk about front-wheel drive, we talk about rear-wheel drive, and, but obviously there are circuits that suit one or the other, but what is it? What is what is the particular issue as far as the be, the better result from a front wheel drive car as opposed to a rear drill rear wheel drive car? Many years ago, when the tyres were a different compound and different construction, they would degrade quicker unless you had a good engineer and a good driver who could understand it. Nowadays, there's very little degradation, so the front wheel drive guys they can run their car in a different setup to suit that and that favours them over us. But at the end of the day, when you look at the results, as I've been informed, there's a rear-wheel drive leading the championship and a rear-wheel drive won it last year and won it the year before. 
So <laughs> it's um, but overall over a whole season. But yes, there is tracks that suit front-wheel drive more than rear-wheel drive, and there's tracks that should suit rear-wheel drive more than front-wheel drive, but some of those advantages have been taken away now. So it is getting harder. There's more teams as drivers, engineers, and mechanics move around the teams. They all get to learn the good setups and the closeness of the championship. Now, I'm just dreading what the qualifying... Well, so I'm not dreading, but I'll be intrigued at the qualifying at Silverstone with 29 cars... Normally, there's like 20 cars within a second, I reckon, or half a second. I reckon this year will be 25, 26 cars, all incredibly close because of the, the nature of the balance in the performance now. The, um, there's so many cars very equal. If you blink now, you know, we know what's happened previously. If you, if you miss out a tenth of a second, then you can drop six or eight places, which is incredible, you know. So when you think back years ago, the top teams and top drivers would be at the front, and then there'll be a midfield group and a back of the grid group. Now, there's everyone very similar, except for a couple down towards the back end. What about the fact that we're probably going to be looking forward to a hot weekend's weather? I mean, they're talking about this heat wave coming back again. If you had a, a, a very sunny, hot weekend's weather over the two days at the event, uh, including obviously practice as well, what sort of influence is that going to have? Hotter the better. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, we, we, we like the hot weather for our cars, yep. <laughs> we don't have any overheating issues. The brakes are all good. Um, the tyres work better when it's hot. So it could be for the same for most teams on the grid, but if we had an option of dry and hot or wet and cold, I know which it would be. So Fantastic. Well, I'm going to wish you a good heat wave's worth of weather at the weekend and also best wishes to those people who probably wanted a bit of rain but are not going to get it. And uh, can I just say again, congratulations to you and the team, all of the team at West Surrey Racing for your 100 wins in the British Touring Car Championship. I'm sure there's a lot more to come, but uh, you must be delighted. I mean, with the, with the way that things have panned out over the years and up to the 40th year you're celebrating this year yes yeah no we've been um we switched to touring cars for 96 and we've done f3 from 81 till 95 so it's been a you know a great run i think we're 75 or 77 wins in f3 then we'd won some touring cars and f3 races abroad japan we won the world touring car round uh we run f3 races in germany hockenheim we beat schumacher there we went to italy beat 40, 42 Italians there on their home soil. So I know it's been a great um, achievement, but it's a team effort. You know, it's it's the engineers, the mechanics, the logistics, everything, everyone doing their bit and, you know, working as a team together. What's your, what is your team manager's name? Carl, Carl Mitchell. Okay, well, one of these days I'm going to interview Carl and just find out his views about working at West Surrey Racing, okay? Well, you might not want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we, we also try and promote people from within as opposed to taking people from outside. Like this is the mechanics. We On race weekends, we have a number three mechanic and they train to become number twos and number twos train to become number ones. And that system works very well. Sophie, one of our females in the in the whole team she's now been promoted to number one on Collins car Fantastic. so it, it's a good incentive for people and then I'm trying to slow down a bit you know. 
<laughs> so basically, she looks after the mass car and the and the and the the, the, the paintwork for his car. Is that what what she does basically? No, 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 no. She's in charge of the car. The number ones are in charge of number twos. The number twos are in charge of the number threes, and then they work with the engineer on setups. So no, it's it's um it's a good you know a good system, and it's been working well. So no. Hopefully it continues, and of course next year we've got the hybrid coming in. That's another massive learning curve for everyone and cost as well. Because um, Andrew Jordan obviously ran the uh, ran the hybrid uh, in as a test session and put quite a lot of mileage on there. But did you actually get any impression from him or any ideas from seeing the car on track as to how it's going to work out? No, they don't release any information whatsoever. So we saw it running for two days at Alton. So no, we don't get any, none of the teams get any guidelines of how good it is or whatever, how quick it is. And I've read that it will be racing at Silverstone. So I think that's a, a tricky one as well, how that could you know, help or hinder people. But I fully understand how Toka want to get it running to show the public um, and run it through a full race weekend. But we just have to be very careful how it all works. I know um, Toka or Alan have said it will start all three races from the pit lane. Because in theory, it should be quite a bit quicker with the extra horsepower from the electric, you know, the hybrid motor system. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess that Andrew's got to sort of demonstrate the, the, the potential of the car. But uh, again, he didn't want to appear to be interfering with the, the ra- main race program of the 29 cars in the series. Exactly. This is where, you know, one, you know, I'm sure Alan will control it well and, you know, make sure it doesn't interfere with any of the championship contenders. So it'd be great to see it out there. And then we'll um, see how we get on for, you know, building, converting all this three series into hybrids through the winter. That's fantastic. Very best wishes for Thrux and it's been a pleasure to talk and thanks for your time and again congratulations on your 100 wins yep thank you Patrick yeah thank the team it's not just me there's there's a big team of people 27 of us at a race meeting wonderful wonderful